Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about the biopsychosocial model is Dr. Sairaj Kapari. Dr. Kapari is a clinical gerontologist and works in the emphasizing the biopsychosocial aspects of aging and the impact of the well-being of individuals he serves. Dr. Kapari has a Doctor of Pharmacy and a Master of Science from Gerontology from the University of Southern California. How are you doing today, Dr. Dr. Kapari? Fantastic. Good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you so much for having me, and uh, very happy to uh, able to contribute uh, some of my core aspirations and my model to help uh, our uh, knowledgeable aging viewers. Very good. Well, thank you. Well, before we get before we jump into it, a little bit of housekeeping for those that are joining us today. Um, go ahead and type in your questions, and then um, we'll, uh, time permitting, at the end, we'll go ahead and get to those questions and get those answered for you. So, Dr. Kapari, the biopsychosocial model. Again, turn uh, it over to you, sir. What a wonderful feeling to share this uh, model at this very pandemic. Again, uh, it's it actually has shattered us all together. So there are uh, some of the more core areas where individuals can improve uh, irrespective of their uh, condition or what they are in. So the agenda for today would be uh, having an introduction of what is biopsychosocial model. And uh, we will discuss about the wellness model. We'll talk about loneliness in older adults and being a clinical gerontologist and working closely with them. And also able to uh, experience uh, living in a retirement community I was able to learn uh, the importance of uh, the socialization factor and uh, taking an ikigai uh, purposefulness uh, concept from Japanese uh, proverb. And uh, at last, we'll be ending with celebration of life. Next slide, please. So that's very being said. The, the model is all about wellness. Uh, uh, the biopsychosocial aspects of life impacts each one of us individually, collectively, in, in every way possible. So what is biopsychosocial model? It is biological, psychological, and sociological, which can be socio-environmental. And then we have an information, what is wellness? Wellness is a state of complete physical, mental, and social. And everything together is what we consider wellness. Next slide, please. So I am I'm an avid fan of Venn diagrams, and as you can see here, how uh, uh, everything is coupled in. The coupling itself is a most beautiful ways how our life uh, are intertwined. So you can see the biological factors where you can see gender, disability, physical health. You can the psychological factors can be behavior, personality. Uh, it can be our attitude, our beliefs. And then the social factors, which can be your education, the social support you have, and the socioeconomic orders. And all together coupled in brings the whole uh, uh, internal connected intertwined part, which is the well-being. Next slide, please. And the wellness model comes with uh, an extension of our biopsychosocial uh, bio model, where you can see life, mind, body, community together. So we think that we are uh, part, like again, as Rumi says, uh, you are uh, not the drop in the ocean, you are the whole ocean in a drop. It's just how mm -hmm. you see it, how you see uh, yourself, like you, you see as a, a, an individual in a small bu bubble, or you see the whole universe inside you. We have 
37 trillion cells inside our body. It is double the GDP of uh, the US if you just give that a cell a dollar. And that is amount of uh, cells you actually you have. So think about what wonderful things you can actually do and how connected all these uh, cells are in bringing us the whole uh, approach. And again, the wellness model, you can see uh, the factors where financials, cultural, spiritual, which can be a life factor, but the mind factor can be your resilience, intellectuality, or your academic success, or your emotional strength can be, or emotional quotient in business world can be considered a highest factor. And then comes the body, like uh, physical, your nutrition, your sleep, and, uh, and your sexual health, which we will be discussing about more in sleep and why it is important uh, in the coming slides. But then if these are all important to, uh, to, to build that uh, petals together, and that's where the another petal of love and compassion adds from the community, which can be environmental. It can be your career. It can be your volunteerism. People, uh, again, being a, a living in a retirement community, I was able to see how many joyful faces I was able to uh, uh, encounter by just looking at these uh, people who are about three times my age. Like I was, when I was 27, I, I went in uh, to retirement community at, uh, in, in Los Angeles, Kingsley Manor. But then when I came out uh, as part of my USC graduation program, so I was actually having dining with 90-year-olds. And, and the community with, with their uh, association had a big impact in my life because their stories, their knowledge, their wisdom, who have survived uh, earthquakes, recession, uh, wars, they're sharing those stories with me and how important, uh, and it shaped me to be a better person and that it would, I consider as an important aspect of community in the fourth petal of this wellness model. Next slide, please. And uh, that brings that the very idea of loneliness. Again, the pandemic has shattered us all of us. It, it's, it, again, it doesn't discriminate uh, individual, age, uh, gender, uh, color of your skin, or race, or anything. It doesn't discriminate at all. It has impact on each one of, uh, in in each one of us. And in the US, uh, we can actually see there are 3 million cases of coronavirus. But the people who are actually having more trouble are actually the ones with, uh, with who are older adults and also who are uh, having some immuno, uh, immunosuppression activities. So that's been said, loneliness has itself a bigger factor, which, which, which has uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, situations where individuals can lose that too. And uh, given the life expectancy being 79.2 in the US, uh, and uh, on an average uh, male is like 77, average female is 84. So there is a gap of uh, seven years to six to seven years which where the older adults and uh, older women are actually living longer. And that is also a considered factor for loneliness in coming ways. So what is loneliness? It is again uh, a situation where you are not having emotional, physical uh, support which we were earlier discussing about the life, uh, the, the wellness model, life, community, uh, career, and everything along. 
and the biopsychosocial and your social axis are not close in. And when loneliness, uh, social isolation and depression create, it actually impacts on your physical health. So when it impacts on your physical health, it actually impacts on your uh, re results to not having enough sleep. The, the first uh, thing uh, in a regular assessment uh, of geriatric <laughs> assessment we look in. So what is the problem you have? So I don't, I can't find sleep. And that's the first thing which uh, any uh, assessor or a, a case manager or a physician will ask because that's the most, uh, what, uh, that is most uh, common uh, condition for individuals with depression or loneliness. So what does it happen when you're not sleeping enough? So it rises your blood pressure. It can, if you're diabetic, there is a chance of elevated blood glucose levels too. So in that condition, people who are diabetic and who have high blood pressure, guess what? You actually are in a high verge of uh, having a stroke. And which can, which uh, if you have multiple or small nodular stroke, you may actually have a condition called vascular dementia, which, which can be a situation which has elevated with poor sleep, which can be reduced, which I will be discussing in the next slides. But it, it eventually leads to worsening of cognition. So now comes the very high model of socialization. So this is a concept which I feel uh, uh, I have been able to uh, implement in most of my uh, uh, residents and also my patients in India and everybody around. So when I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. So it's the individual who I'm looking in, but now I am together. So if I have somebody to speak to, somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to, and somebody to communicate with me. So how wonderful that good feeling is to have your loved ones or a friend or a, a family member or an acquaintance who just listens to you. So that's where I becomes we, and when I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. Surprisingly, there is a situation uh, here for uh, a smile. So it only takes 11 muscles to uh, smile and 24 muscles to frown. So that's me inside. If you're regularly on your, uh, on your uh, mat, you're actually saving more energy by smiling than frowning. And a happy smile can actually impart a happy, uh, it, it is contagious. It may, again, given the pandemic, we are all wearing masks, but a situation to just to uh, kind gesture uh, on, a, on a web call like this or uh, out to your loved one at home or uh, outside, give a smile your eyes can smile too. And that is contagious and it helps more people to uh, look into the bigger picture and a brighter day uh, together. And again, what are those things can be done? And, uh, what I feel uh, is uh, once things get settled with the coronavirus, you can uh, be part of local community activities. It can be a singing or walking group or it can be a book club or a quiz nights or virtual bingo or you can have faith groups too. So a lot of communities in the US are actually trying to build this uh, connective model and uh, Alzheimer's Association LA or uh, Alzheimer's Association Florida or Washington DC, HelpAge International, HelpAge India, HelpAge Canada, they're trying to build a, a virtual model where all the individuals can come in. So there was a model for experience score uh, where older adults were being the teachers to teach English 
for students in Central America. So the older adults were, were the teachers help mentoring the students right uh, uh, in Colombia or in uh, parts of Central America and people were able to learn English from a native speaker. So this is actually a, a better opportunity for these individuals to learn English. And the other thing is you, the older adults give us, have a sense of purpose, which we'll discuss in the next slides. Next slide, please. And uh, I always uh, uh, feel that having a journal or filling your diary brings a, a stronger, uh, much, uh, stronger uh, week forward. So well begun is half done, as our uh, uh, earlier generations say, I personally feel the same too. It just doesn't have to be what I'm doing the whole day. It, it can be the, what I'm doing the whole week. It can be simple, simple three things or four things. Or this week I'll phone George or Anne for a chat, or I'll say hello to the new neighbor, or I will, I will really make a good omelet or a toast or I will have a nice walk to the park when it is safe, or I will call my old friend. So what does it happen? You're actually looking forward. You have a positive sense of purpose, which says, okay, I'm looking, moving forward, making progress on to the next level. Next slide, please. And that's, that is what brings the Ikigai. Uh, the Ikigai is a concept which uh, it is from Japanese uh, context, where Iki means life, Guy means effect. So our ability to look forward. So earlier I was discussing about uh, why it is important to have a diary. So it's actually looking forward uh, to have the itinerary, what are we are doing. So there is, again, I love uh, Venn diagrams and everything couples do because I think everything, everybody is connected, everybody is interlinked. All we have to do is open up our real self and that, that the whole concept will come in. So you can see uh, the, the, what we love, the passion, mission, uh, vocation, profession, and that all together brings Ikigai. And every individual has something to contribute. It, it is a flow state for what we love. And when we love what we do, it's no longer work. It is a, it is a, it is a vacation in itself. And that's a celebration. Next slide, please. And that brings the concept which I was earlier discussing about experience core which is generativity, a concern for people besides self and family that usually develops during middle ages. So uh, our uh, Erickson uh, model of seventh uh, stages, uh, usually the seventh, usually eighth stage, but seventh stage is actually generativity, a concept which people come in about 55 to 70 years of age, that's where they understand, oh my God, something happened. And they take back uh, their uh, self and they see, oh, have I achieved something in my life? So that's, uh, usually they say midlife crisis, but it isn't for a uh, different generation. But, but for this uh, is the situation of generativity, which is the same as that is. So have I left a legacy? Uh, do I making a, a difference in other lives of others? Am I giving back to the community? or I'm making a difference in the community. So there is a concept which I was able to get from a Native American uh, individuals called Hozo, which is balance, which is interconnectedness. So between beauty, harmony, and goodness in all things, physical and uh, spiritual, that results in health and well-being for all things and beings. So they, they bring everything together. That is the reason you see a group of uh, Native Americans 
having prayers together, having uh, a, a progress together, or thinking about their grandfathers and having their grandfather's strength on them, because everything is interconnected. And there is a la there is a quote in the in, in the downstairs, like usually my favorite president, which is JFK, one of my favorite presidents. It's ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you what you can do for your country. That means every individual has something to contribute, and what can be done is this uh, is a sense of generativity. There we go. So I always think uh, the team is the most important thing. Like I was earlier discussing, when I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. And that's being said, a team is together, everyone achieves more. I love these uh, uh, things which can actually make a small scheme out of it. But you always need to understand uh, whom you are around, surrounding with. Like sometimes it, uh, it can be a medical professional, can help in counseling, and somebody uh, can uh, support in uh, prevention of uh, condition, like knowledgeable aging is bringing everybody together to share their uh, experiences and uh, uh, interests and to the industry. What it brings is it brings uh, a different approach of, oh, this is something is happening and this actually brings a positiveness to the community and that's their that is the generativity and that is what it's important and uh, sometimes you we able to have those resources availability and also reach out to those resources and with this that being said there are so many resources but what we can teach our older adults or the family members is resourcefulness so when we teach those give them resources they may not know how to use it but when you uh, help them to understand the resourcefulness, that is a whole different concept. Then they able to understand personally, uh, emotionally, bio, psycho, socially. Next slide, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's on the concept which is which I would like to end on to is the celebration of life. Relations relationships keeps us happier and healthier. So there was a Harvard-based study for 79 years, I suppose. So uh, it is a study which actually included my favorite president uh, in Boston uh, suburbs was a Catholic, but because later dropped, which is JFK. So he was also part of that uh, study by Harvard, by uh, Walzinger. So that's being said, people with good relationships live longer. When you have somebody you can uh, look in and have a confidant, there is a big, better chance that you will live longer. So that brings a concept of socialization, and now it's no longer I, it is we. When I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. And that socialization interlinks with the biopsychosocial aspects, which creates the petals of life, which we discussed earlier in the, uh, in the, in the presentation. So recognize that you're aging, it's the right side of the grass. It's always feel that not many individuals have this capability and uh, experience which you are going through. And again, you have 37 trillion cells inside your body and that makes all the difference. And you're never alone. You're never uh, uh, bored either. You can actually build this whole self and your this whole self can be a, a torchbearer to the next person. Uh, and, and always defy expectations, have a career goal. It, it, it doesn't mean that you are at 65 or 70 or 35 or 25. You don't have to have expectations from yourself. Yes, always have something to look forward for. 
and that's the concept of ikigai comes in purposefulness what is your passion what is your vocation what is your uh, celebration and what you can do for uh, to the community the concept of generativity so these are all together brings a sense of contribution we see a lot of competition around us a lot of uh, fast movement lives and a lot of things which uh, we think like oh this is the only way to go on to the top but but when we actually uh, somehow go to the top of the mountain we can actually see from the top of the mountain there are different ways of coming to the uh, mountain not the single way you took that's been said it's always a sense of contribution which brings the best in people and when our life purpose changes from competition to the contribution it becomes a celebration next slide please and i thank you for that so these are the individuals who are actually the ones who uh, inspired me and there are like 400 year olds there the one in the red is actually one who passed away at 109 and the couple on the top uh, are actually uh, she was 101 she passed away in my hands and he's 101 now and uh, i was able to take my friends uh, to usc to part of my school uh, schooling when i was a ta and uh, it's the love and experiences which i get from them and that is all makes the whole difference to me thank you and uh, very good thank you yeah very good Dr. Kapari, well, I've got quite a few questions here. So this one, this one's, uh, this one's a little personal. I hope you don't mind. It says, "How long would you like to be living?" Well, that's a great question. Again, uh, to me, again, living in a retirement community, I was able to understand how how important it is to live longer and how it uh, important it is to live happier and healthier. So I would say as long as I was able to contribute uh, to the community in any ways I can, and as long as I'm uh, well and I'm not on any life-sustaining medication. I, I also discussed this with my uh, going-to-be wife, that if something comes in, <laughs> please make sure. Yes, I, would, I understand the resources are limited, so it has to be used in the right way. Yeah, so the so answer is as long as I'm able to contribute to the community. So that I can right. celebrate my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question. I mean, we saw the impact you made here that they both made. They made on you, and you made on them. Uh, Absolutely. What chose? What What made you choose getting into this field? Great. That's amazing. A question again. Again, uh, living up, uh, going, uh, living in India, and growing up in India. Uh, that makes a lot of difference. Uh, but what brought me is what is that I'm able to give back. What is that something which uh, uh, I will be able to have uh, look back to my ears that, oh, this is what I was able to do. So having a sense of purpose and looking into the eyes of an individual that you made a difference in their lives makes a hell of a lot of a difference. And, and I was able to receive that in India and also in the US that I make a difference in their life. And uh, again, it is not I, it is we. When I becomes we, illness becomes wellness. So that wellness was coming to me and, and was coming to them too. Very yeah. good. Um, a couple more questions here. Um, why is it important to have a gerontologist in this moment? Wonderful question. Again, uh, this is actually the need of the hour. So by 2032, uh, if you consider uh, just in the US, we will have about 37 million people who are over 75. So think about 
the 10% of your, uh, the population, the, every fourth or fifth person you meet is actually over 65, and uh, every 10% every you meet is actually over 75. So th that actually uh, is a number which we are looking in, and there is a lot of need for healthcare professionals, uh, gerontologists, geriatricians, uh, uh, family physicians, uh, gen general medicines who are specialized in geriatric uh, care. Because what it does is it brings uh, a, 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 a heavy amount of uh, requirement in the coming generations and we have to provide those. So that people can live happier and healthier, like we, uh, resources are available, what we are missing is resourcefulness. And the resourcefulness can be the, a, a process which we can do by uh, having good professionals who can contribute to the community at large. Very good. You know, and it's it's a follow-up question to that. As we talk about, excuse me, uh, education and training, uh, the the missing part here is the youth. Wonderful. Dr. Kapari, what do you what do you think the role of the youth going forward? That's a great question, Jason. Again, uh, uh, I personally feel uh, the building blocks are the pillars of any country is the youth, because uh, Nelson Mandela says if you want to destroy a country don't go for bombs, just destroy its education, it will destroy itself in 10 years. So what are we talking? You are destroying the whole country by destroying the education system. And education uh, actually has a high impact on individuals uh, to go move forward. So what can we do? Youth are the biggest uh, uh, contributors for coming into the, the senior care industry. There are a lot many opportunities in uh, retirement communities, in uh, uh, home health care, in becoming social workers, in becoming case managers, in becoming, uh, if you are uh, activity directors or executive directors, and you can also, if you like to have, uh, you can become nurses, and everybody together brings all, all in connection. And the youth ha uh, have uh, a high uh, potential to make a big progress in this uh, communication. And I always look for uh, developing youth and youth empowerment is uh, my uh, uh, greatest, uh, uh, I think is, is, is my greatest uh, uh, model to bring people. And that is itself uh, brings me a sense like, okay, what is that we are doing for our community by uh, enhancing youth uh, at once? Because as in India, I was when I was growing up, we were, uh, having uh, Rashtriya Sang Sevak, which is a volunteer organization, but it actually helps RSS, actually helps uh, communities for uh, resources, availability, and allocation. And it helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, last question. This one kind of relates to the, the screen that we're looking at. I know they're coming good. Get some good questions here. This one, I think, kind of fits to the screen that we're looking at, which is, what do you think it means to lose somebody in their later years? Wow. So that is a great question because uh, first uh, time, again, having a loved one uh, uh, you lose, it's really difficult. But then we have to understand uh, as we are aging, we should also understand death is inevitable. There is uh, nothing called a magic pill. You can take it and you can live it longer. So mm -hmm. there are some movies which says like In Time by Justin Timberlake or or <laughs> any of those things. But the most important thing here, even the longest one who lived, 122, uh, Jen Clement, is to have life a celebration. So that's been said, what is that we provided to those individuals who are actively passing or who are, who are 
and a verge of passing the comfort and uh, support which they actually deserve with the dignity to uh, in that and ha having their uh, uh, wishes and uh, uh, feelings being uh, objected and that brings a, a strong uh, uh, again being a Hindu you, you always have a sense that you will be reincarnated if you have done something so so next transition has to be better and that transition has to be a celebration and uh, losing loved ones itself uh, is is a process but then they are transitioning to the next level and that's their uh, virtue and I see that as a, a positive thing and if you think that being being youth is a positive thing being old is a positive thing and I always think that even being having a, a comfortful death is also a positive thing yeah well, Dr. Kapari, uh, a lot to uh, to process here. Uh, how can people How can people find you? Well, you can contact me on uh, Gmail. Uh, it's sairaj.kapari at gmail.com. And on LinkedIn, it's the same, sairaj.kapari. Uh, and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I think I missed it. But Sairaj Kapari is, uh, uh, you can find me on there. And I'll be happy to take any questions. Again, it is a, a great privilege and uh, uh, a happy moment that I was able to contribute uh, some of my uh, uh, two cents to the wonderful field of uh, aging. And I thank Jason uh, Kotar for uh, uh, for this great webinar and, and everybody who's going to be watching it and uh, progressing it to the next level. Uh, and I'm happy that uh, uh, together everyone achieves more. So we are a team. We are all connected, and that's the Ikigai process. Thank you so much. Like you said, we, right? It's not I, it's we. Yes. When I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. It's all about go. we. Yep, yep, yep. Very good. All right, well, thank you again, Dr. Kapari. Till next thank time, you I'm so your much. host. Yes, thank you. Till next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.